0: Genesis chapter 6, if you're taking notes, the title of my message is Noah or know-it-all. Are you following in the ways of Noah or do you already know-it-all? Praise the Lord. Genesis chapter 6, and we're going to begin to read. And I'm going to read a little bit. You can go ahead and take your seat. Go ahead and take your seats because I know it's kind of going to be a lot of reading. It says here in verse, verse 1, it says, When human beings began to increase in number on the earth, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of humans were beautiful. Come on, somebody. And they married any of them they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with humans forever, for they are mortal, and their days will be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterwards. And when the sons of God went to the daughters of humans and had children by them, they were the heroes of old, men of renown. And the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. And the Lord regretted, somebody say regretted, that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled so the Lord said I will wipe them from the face of the earth and the human race I have created and with them the animals the birds and the creatures that move along the ground for I have regret that I have made them somebody say but but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord Let's pray. Father, I pray that, Lord, that we would be a people, that we would be a ministry, Lord God, that would go after the ways of Noah, that we would walk, my God, and we would believe you, Lord God, for the miraculous, and we will believe you, Lord God, for big and mighty things within our life, and we will trust you and obey the voice of God all the days of our life. Father, have your way and speak, my God, to the, to the men today, Lord. Speak to the family and to the family's children, Lord God. And we thank you for everything, Lord God, that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I want to read one more scripture, and it's found in chapter 7, verse 1. It says, And the Lord said to Noah, Go in the ark, you and your whole family, because I have found you righteous in this generation. Once again, are you following in the ways of Noah? Are you a Noah Noah all. You know it all. See, the story of Noah is one of the most powerful stories in all the Bible. It's a story of faith, family, perseverance, and courage. Many people today believe and they write that the flood of Noah's ark was just a fairy tale. Amen? They sit around reading it to little kids like it's a fable, like it's a, you know, Little Red Riding Hood, or the Big Bad, you know, and the Big Bad Wolf. But how many know that if God said it, it's true? And It's a, it's a word, that it, and, and it's a story about a man that, you know what, that took God to heart, that, you know what, that did what God called him to do, and that he had faith to believe God for the miraculous. He had faith to believe God for his family, and he persevered under dire circumstances, and he was a man of courage. His life was one of faith. The Bible says he was a righteous man, and he endured, you know what, to accomplish what God wanted him to do. I believe that that endurance still has a legacy today. which People still talk about his legacy. People still talk about his story. Noah is one of the greatest men in the Bible. See, Noah's life is a measuring stick that you and I can look to to see how we're doing. We can look what, you know what, the life that Noah lived, how he you know believed God in faith, how he built an ark for his family. When I heard uh, Robert up here talking about his family, I think about the Ministry of Victory Outreach. The Ministry of Victory Outreach is a vessel. Uh, he was talking about vessels, and I was saying, come on, somebody. Victory Outreach is a boat that, you know what, that God created for the inner city for the hurting people of the world, the lost people of the world. And he called Pastor Sonny, he said, you know what, I want you to build this vessel. I want you to build a place for the hurting, a place for the drug addict, a place for those that are lost, a, a, a place for people that have no hope. And Pastor Sonny said, you know what, I'm going to build. I'm going to do what I, God called me to do. And he began to build. And because of that, we're in the boat. Huh? We're in the boat. Because of a man like Pastor Sonny, he believed God, and, you know, he believed what God told him to do. He felt like giving up. He felt like quitting. You're going to feel like quitting sometimes. But help me know that you got to continue to fight the good fight of faith. See, I believe there's some important lessons we can learn from Noah. I believe much of what you and I will ever, ever learn, are found in the story of Noah. Noah is referred to in the Bible as a type of Christ. It's like like a forerunner. His life was depicted of that of Christ. Why? It's because Noah built an ark, right? If you read the story about him, God told him to build an ark because I'm going to bring rain. I'm going to bring a flood upon the earth. God's heart was, was, was saddened. God's heart was hurting for what he created. He was disappointed. And God told him to build an ark so that the people can get on it because he was going to flood the whole earth. And it never rained before. They didn't know what rain was. Amen. But how many know that Noah listened to the voice of God, and he did it? And you know, really, it was only Noah's family the ones that made it. Everybody else perished. But Noah... He believed God, and he continued to build. Really quickly, one of the first things I want to do is I want to give you a few nuggets of what I see in the story about Noah. The first thing is that I want you to, to understand is not to miss the boat. How many you know that many people missed the boat? People were trying to clo- get in after he closed the door, and the flood started to rise. People wanted to get in, look, don't miss the boat. Look, the time is now. God is looking for people now. You know what? We can't wait any longer. We can't play games with God any longer. Jesus is coming back. The world ridicules us. The, the world puts us down because we believe what we believe. But you know what? The Bible says God's going to come with a twinkling of an eye. Jesus is going to come back like that. And how we know we need to be ready. The first thing we need to understand, don't, I missed a boat before. You ever miss a boat? Huh? I mean, I actually missed a boat. Me and Yolanda, we were a few years back. (laughs) We were going on a cruise, amen, to the Mexican Riviera, Cabo, you know, Acapulco, and all those places. And we (laughs) let's just say we missed a boat. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't want to put. You know, I don't want to throw no names. I don't put no names out there. But anyway. We, you know, we were going with a lot of people from the ministry. Let's just let's say that, Northern California, and we were going to get on a on a shuttle to take us down to Long Beach from the LAX. But we seen somebody, and we decided to help them out, Amen. Because their bags weren't there, so we waited, and then we ended up not getting in the shuttle. But we got in a ride with somebody. We had to go pick up somebody else. So by the time we got to Long Beach. The traffic was real bad. That It was super bad. But by the time we got to Long Beach, we pulled up to the gate, and they said, we're not letting no more people in, right? And we're like, what? What you talking about, Willis? You got to let us on that boat. And they're on, you know what? It's closed. The gate's closed. They're not letting nobody else on. And we were like, you got to call the captain, you know. <laughs> and we seen all these other people, because there was a bunch of us went. I think it was 20-something people went. And, and we could see them on the boat. They, you know, the, them cruise ships are huge. And they were up on the boat, and they were like, hey. <laughs> There's no time to say hi. But they were trying to get a hold of the, you know, the captain, you know. Sometimes we think we're going to stop the boat. We thought we are going to stop the boat, but we didn't. And so all of a sudden, we heard the horn. <laughs> and when that horn went off, my heart just dropped. Huh. We missed the boat, but we got back on. Come on, somebody. You know. We missed a couple of days, but you know what? We took a plane, and we met the boat in Cabo. And, uh, but you know what? In this story, a lot of people missed the boat. A lot of people, did, they didn't have a chance to get back on the boat. And look at we were living in a time, and we're living in perilous times. We're living in dark times. We're living in a time where, you know what, that, Jesus, he could come back any time. And sometimes we just want to, you know, we just want to chill. We want to, we you know, we just want to, you know, walk uh, this walk we have with the Lord on Easy Street. But how many know that we need to, you know, that the time is now. Don't miss the boat. The second thing is that we need to understand is that we're all on the same boat. We're all on the same boat. All fall short of the glory of God. We all need Jesus We all, you know what, make mistakes. But how many know we all need to put our hands to the plow? Amen. We're all in the same boat. And we need to work together. We need to help build. We need people to rise up. We need people to, you know what, hear the voice of God. We need people to understand that God separated them for such a time as this, for this generation. Noah was a man of righteousness, the Bible says. And we need people to rise up that have a heart. For God. The other thing is that we need to plan ahead. You know, as you were, Pastor Greg was saying, you know what? That's my that was my son playing the drums. Right? He's right there. <laughs> and that you know, all our parents, all the guys on the worship team, our parent, our, their their uh their parents are in church, amen. And that shows you, you know, you know what? Because the parents built an ark, amen. That's the the biggest thing I tried to tried to do was to show my kids that God is the way, that we got to stay focused on God. Robert Kent, man, his story powerful, powerful. We could have made an altar call right there. We just shut tara huh? His mom and dad went into the into the into the home. They went into the ark. Huh? There was a bed in the ark, and they got in. And then after that, God did the rest. Look at him today. His son's not going to live that way. Our sons ain't gonna live that way. Because you know what? Because you gotta get in the ark, man. You gotta start putting your hands to the plow, start building. But you gotta plan ahead. The decisions you make today are gonna affect your tomorrow. You gotta fight today because tomorrow's coming. You you see, it is estimated that Noah, it took him hundred years to build the ark. It said that he was around five hundred years he was around five hundred years old. Huh? Between five and six. Huh? Back in them days, they used to live long. Praise God! I don't want to live 500 years. Man, I look like Chris Kringle or somebody, or you know, my Ray, Ray's. My, my long will be 20 times longer than Ray's. Uh, my uh, my beard be down to the ground. I'm uh, 500 years old. But we got to plan ahead. Jesus might not be back yet, but you know what? We got to keep fighting. We've got to keep building. You've got to keep fighting for your children and your grandchildren and your great grandchildren. Amen. The decisions you make today will affect your tomorrow. Amen. The other thing is we because we also need to stay fit. Number four. How many of we need to take care of ourselves? We don't always take care of ourselves the way we should. But, but Noah got the call. He was after. Noah got to call when he was between five and six hundred. He was an old. He was old. He had to build the ark when he was old, and I want to challenge you that you know what you might have a little snow on the mountain, amen. You might have been around for a little while, and you know what we got to take care of ourselves because you know what God might God might call you to something great. You got hey don't 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 start pointing guys are pointing fingers and. Come on, man. A little Grease and formula to take care of that. Huh? <laughs> but we're all gonna get old. Huh? Praise the Lord. We're all getting old. Except for you youngsters. But well, you're gonna get old too. And you know what? But God might call you to do something great when you're older. Huh? He might you just you don't know what he's gonna do. You might be like Caleb. God might call, give you the mountaintop. God might give you something great to do when you're older. Amen. And I don't know about you, but man, I want to do. I want to do great things for God all my life. How I mean, You know what? I've heard it, and you need to know. There's no retirement in God. You might retire from your career. You might retire from parenting or being a. You never retire from that either. <laughs> well, you might retire from your job and all that and collect a pension. But let me tell you something. You know what? There's no retirement in God. How many know we got to keep building? The other thing, number five, is don't listen to the critics. Huh? Don't listen to the critics, man. God's going to call you to dream big. God's going to call you for big and great and mighty things. And you can't listen to the critics. People are going to, you know, what criticize your dream. People are going to criticize what you're doing for God. People are going to criticize your faithfulness. People are going to criticize your giving. People are going to criticize your faithfulness. People are going to criticize, you know, what's your dream. But you can't listen to them. You can't listen to them. You've got to listen to God. It's not about pleasing people. It's about pleasing God. Can somebody say amen? Don't listen to the critics. Just get the job done. Man, no one would have gave up if he would have listened to the critics. He would have never completed the ark. He would have never accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish unless he, you know what, he just listened obeyed God and just got on with the job. Tell your neighbor, get on with the job. The other thing Noah did is he built the ark on high ground, right? We know he built it on Mount what? Come on, you scholars. Huh? Or Arafat. Arafat, how you pronounce it? But he built it on high ground. And you and I, you know what? We got to build above the circumstances. We got to build above the trials. We got to build above the disappointments. We got to build above the hurts. We got to build above the pain. We got to build on a higher ground. Amen. Because, you know what, there's a lot of stuffs going to happen down here. A lot of stuff is going to happen, you know, in the natural, in the regular, in our daily lives. But how many know that we need to build in the supernatural? That's building on high ground, holding on to the things of God, holding on to the power of God, holding on to the dreams that God places in your life. What are you dreaming for today? What has God asked you to do today? Sometimes we just dream. We just dream, and, you know, we don't put no actions to the dream God has placed in our heart. Men of God, I'm, I want to challenge you men, that you know what? You need to rise up and start building. You need to start putting things together for you. See, a lot of times we just want to build for now, for this life. We want to build for today and for the future here. But how many know that this is just, uh, this is, we're just passing through, huh? What about for the future? I'm talking about for eternity. Are you building for eternity? Or are you just building for now? Uh, you're building for this life. A lot of times we, we don't have enough time for God, but we got enough time for our career. And we, got, you know, we, we put all our marbles in our career. And that's great. It's great to have a career. You know, those things are important. But how many know that the things of God are more important? Amen. Things of God are more important. We've got to build on high ground. Tell your neighbor, build on high ground. Build above the circumstance. The other thing is that, you know what? Speed is and everything. Huh? Work. Work at it. Work at it. Keep building. Rome wasn't built in a day. Right? That's what they always say. Rome wasn't built in a day. And also, you know what? There was a snail on that boat. And There was also a cheetah. They both got on, amen. And so that tells me that you know what you you know the snail he just kept at it. The cheetah was probably on you know fifty years before him. <laughs> you know, with the snail was probably just I'm gonna get on that. I'm going, because the Bible says that God called two of everything to come to Noah, huh, to come to him. And so the, this, that snail was probably like, I'm on my way. I got time. <laughs> but sometimes we can take that as we got, we can, you know, we got a lot of time and now we know that we've got to stay focused. huh? Speed isn't everything, but we've got to stay focused. The other thing is that, you know what, that no matter what storm comes into our life, into me and you, there's gonna be a rainbow at the end. Amen. Storms are gonna come, but storms are gonna pass. Amen. That don't mean the rainbow don't mean that there won't be no more storms in your life. <laughs> but the, God just won't flood the flood the earth. Now, somebody turn with me to Luke chapter 17, and we're gonna look at something here. 17 verse 26 and 27. It says, just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating, drinking, and marrying, and being given in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And then the flood came and destroyed them all. It said it was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling, planting and building, But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. Verse 30 says, it will be like this on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On the day no no one who is on the housetop with possessions inside should go go back for them. Likewise, no one in the field should go back for anything. Remember Lot's wife, whoever tries to keep their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life will preserve it. And I tell you, on that night, two people will be in one bed, one will be taken, and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together, and one will be taken, and the other will be left. Amen? And so the Bible's telling us here, just like Noah was telling the people before, you know what? Get in the boat. There's going to be a flood. Amen? Today... People are forgetting that Jesus is coming back. The Son of Man is coming. And, you know, we need to get ready. We need to, you know what, we need to be prepared. Are you ready? Are you ready? If Jesus was to come back right now, if Jesus was to come back tonight or tomorrow and the next day, are you ready? Come on, somebody. We need to be ready. The Bible says that just like, and and we're in those times. You know, I was reading a story, and many people believe today that the Church of America has fallen into the church, uh, that we're like the uh, Laodicea Church in the book of Revelations. We have everything. We have a lot of things, but we lack the power, and we lack the anointing, and we lack the righteousness of God within the church. And that tells us that, you know what, that we're entering into the last days. People are falling away from the Lord. People are falling away from the church. People are falling away from righteousness. People are falling away. Why? Because other people are doing it. The Bible tells us that no sin has seized us except for that which is common to man. And that's one of the enemy's biggest tricks is to, you know what, to pound us and to pound us with sin and with different things, so it becomes common. So it becomes common in our life. And then once it becomes common, people just accept it and say, oh, well, what can you do? Amen. And we got to be careful that, you know what, that we don't stay focused on God, that we don't stay focused on the righteousness of God, that we don't stay focused on what God is calling us to do. Because, you know what, we can fall into temptation. We can sin is crouching at our door, Amen. And we can fall into the same category, and we can get left out of the boat. You don't want to get left out. You want to get left out? Those wicked times are upon us. Man, look at today. Man, look at today. Look at the times that we live in, man. They're dark. They're crazy. And it's going to get worse. It don't, you know what? It don't matter who our next president is. It don't matter who, you know, it don't matter who it's going to be because dark times are coming. It's, it, that's what the Bible says. That is the plan. That is the destiny. But God has called us to stand firm through it all. The Bible says, it even says that, you know what, that we're going to get, because of him, we're going to get persecuted. We're going to get handed over. Some of us, we're going to die. And persecution is coming down our road. It's coming even faster. It's coming, you know what, down our street. And you know what, we got to continue to fight on. If there's anything that you know what that I desire to leave my kids is to hold on, hold on to the Lord. You know what? When we're when we're gone, the day that we're gone, you know what? That's my that's my whole dream is that they just stay hold stay held on to the Lord, stay connected to God, no matter what, because it's going to get ugly. It's ugly now. But how many know it's going to get uglier? Tell somebody it's going to get uglier. We are in the days leading up to those days. And as we can see around us is that many Christians are getting caught up. We're fighting over little things in the church. We're fighting over emotions. And you know what he said and she said. And you know what? The pastor said this. and The pastor did this. And this person did that. And you know what, man? We, psh, there's some heavier things that are coming. You need to get ready for it. We need to press in and we need to get a hold of God. We need to read God's word, man, and we need to find out everything that we can find out while we have time because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. See, the time is now to build an ark for your family. The time is now to, to build for your loved ones, to build for your coworkers, to build for the lost, to build for our cities, to build for the world of what God is going to do. The Bible says Noah was a just man and that he was righteous in his generation and that he walked with God. The Bible tells us that in the last days, hearts of many will grow cold. Evil men and sin will become worse, and there will be perilous times. But we are encouraged by Noah to live a godly life in an ungodly world. Can somebody say amen? I said, we are encouraged to live. Though You know, we can live a godly life in an ungodly world. Noah lived in an ungodly world. Man, God was displeased. God wanted to kill everybody. God wanted to get, wipe everybody out, and he did. But how many know, because of Noah, God found favor? Just think, if he didn't find favor in Noah, where would we be? Well, Noah lived a godly life. And what Noah did was he brought rest to the land. He brought rest to his people after the flood, after God cleansed the earth, and after he, that Noah uh, had a family and his family began to grow, well, he brought rest to the land. The meaning of Noah's, Noah's name is he will comfort us in the labor. Amen? Amen. Where's little Noah at? Huh? How many brings comfort, right, Robert? Except for at three thirty in the morning, when he wants to play. Noah's life brought brought rest to the earth from the curse of sin, which would have destroyed humanity. And we know that Noah is a type of Christ. Somebody turn to First Peter, three. I want to read this scripture here. First Peter chapter 3. When you have it, say amen. 1 Peter chapter 3. In verse 21, it says. I'll start in 20. It says, To those who were disobedient long ago, when God waited patiently. In the days of Noah, while the ark was being built, in it only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now saves you also. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. And it saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so this shows us that, you know what? is that Noah's life brought rest to the earth. The earth was able to continue on. And the the earth was able to have hope. And how many know through Christ we have hope? Through Christ we have a future. Even though we live in a dark world, even though we work in a dark time, we live in a dark time, it's difficult, sometimes painful. But how many know that we have a future? First Peter tells us that it is better. It is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. How many know we used to suffer, man? <laughs> we used to we used to wreck habit and we used to go through all kinds of things, you know, in our sin. We caused our families, we caused our, our, our marriages, and we caused a, a lot of things hardship and pain for doing bad. And we deserved it. Amen? But how we know if we're doing good? We still go through things. We still go through trials. People still die. So our, we still get hurt. Man, we still we still we still go through through hard things that you know what that are difficult. Sometimes we don't want to get out of bed. Sometimes we don't want to go to work. Sometimes we don't know what we're gonna do. But how we know that you know what when we continue to fight on, when we continue to build we continue to walk in Christ, we continue to do what God has called us to do, is that, you know what, that God is pleased. Huh? God is pleased. And then we begin to find favor. God begins to protect you. God, God is watching what you're doing. Just as Noah's life brought rest to the earth from sin, Christ brings rest to the soul of man. How many know Christ bring, brings rest to our soul? Amen. He brings rest to the soul, man. We don't have to walk around worrying anymore. Anything can happen. But how many know when we get home that we have eternity waiting? We have a beautiful place waiting for you and I. Heaven's going to be a beautiful place. Huh? It's going to be a beautiful place. Streets of gold. Huh? The ladies are going to love it. The walls are built with gold, sapphire, emeralds. huh? I'm going to buy my wife a big ring in heaven. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Every time the church reaches the soul for Christ, the soul gains rest from the destruction of sin. The soul is, you know what, set free. The soul is cleansed. The soul, is, you know what, is on his way to the great by and by that will one day spend eternity with Jesus Christ. See, it is because men that have built this ark, you know what, Victory Outreach is an ark for the inner city. Man, we're going all over the world. We're reaching people all over the world. What you do today is going to help people in the future. You got to continue to. fight. Oh. Come on. We all we all got left. <laughs> Amen. That was a false prophet. <laughs> Amen. See, during the time of Noah, Noah was mocked. He was ridiculed, called crazy and insane. You ever you, you ever get called that? Huh? Co-workers, your friends, your family members, uh, say, oh, you're crazy for going to that church. Why do you go to church so much? Why do you give so much? Why are you always there? That's because we have a destiny. We're building something. We're going somewhere. For over 100 years, Noah labored, not quitting and not getting discouraged, and only eight people were saved. Huh? Doesn't it ever seem like that? seems like you're fighting and you're fighting and you don't see a lot of things happening but I, I want to let you know God is at work huh? yesterday morning I was leaving to work and uh, I seen a guy from this church drove by my house like wait hey, there goes there's James B and uh, it wasn't James Brown It was James Balthazar. Amen. And I was telling my wife, I said, hey, you remember Armando, that guy I used to work with at New United Motors? He, uh, James was working with him. Uh, he, he moved to another school, but he was working with him. And that guy, Armando, we used to hang out together doing no good, doing wrong, amen. We had jobs, but we were, doing, we were partying a lot together. But I got saved. And you know what? After I got saved, man, we worked on the same line together. And I kept telling him, you know what, Jesus got a plan for you, brother. Jesus wants to change your life. I tried to get him to church, man, for like five years. And he never came. Not one time. He always said he had an excuse. Every time. But you know what? Now he's serving God. He's serving God. He's married. He owns a home. He's got a he's got like two or three daughters. But what I'm saying is that you know what, you know, we're always fighting what we're building, and we don't always see the results. And I believe that I planted a seed in that young man's life. And you know what? But how many know someone else watered it? And then God gave the increase. And now this guy's walking with God. And I was telling not only him, there's a lot of guys I worked with. Trying to plant seeds. You might be fighting for God, and you're like, is this all worth it? Is this is this, you know, is this life that I'm living? Is, is you know what? Is God doing something? I want to let you know, yeah, he is. God, God is at work. God's using you. You don't always see the results, but you know what? God is using your life. You're planting seeds. Man, keep planting them seeds. Keep planting them seeds because someone else is going to water it. And you're going to see them in heaven one day. You're going to be surprised. Huh? You're going to be like Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise. There's some people going to come up to you. Remember when you used to tell me to come to church? You remember when you, you know what? And they're going to get saved. Noah's work encourages us to be faithful to what God called us to do. Amen. I mean, know we got to remain faithful? God's looking for faithful people. We need faithful people now. We need faithful people to rise up. We need people to, you know, what put their hands to the plow to study their word. Start going to Veti. Start going to Bible study. Start getting on their knees each and every morning, each and every night before they go to bed. So they can get a hold of God. So you can hear the voice of God of what God is trying to tell you. You're not going to hear it any other way. You're not going to hear it watching ESPN all the time. And watching, you know what, all these different channels and wondering what God wonder what God wants me to do in my life. You gotta get in the Word. God has a plan for you. God wants you to build something. God wants you to build something mighty, something awesome. You might think you could you can't do it, but let me tell you something. All things are possible, the Bible says, with the Lord. You can do it. Some of you want to open a business. Some of you want to start a new career. You can do it. Don't just sit around waiting. Pray. Pray. Some of you want to do a work for God, man. Start. Begin to pray. Ask God to use your life. And God will do it. Don't give up. We may be ridiculed and mocked. For what we believe in and for what the Word of God teaches us but how many know that that's par for the course that's right up our alley that was right up Noah's alley Noah was rid for a year could you imagine him for years working and working it's gonna rain it's gonna rain I got to build this boat God and God told me to build it amen and people ridiculed them people you know what probably said man you're a fool huh you're stupid. You don't know what you're doing. Huh? I used to get some of that stuff at work. I used to have people tell me different things. But you know what? I wasn't looking to them. I was looking to God. I was building for my family. All of my children are saved. All of them are involved in ministry. My daughter's in ministry. My son's in ministry. I got a daughter that lives out in Stockton, and she's in ministry. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep building. Keep your hands to the plow. Don't get weary in doing good. Don't give up in doing what God has called you to do. And even if you did, get back in. huh? It's not too late. As long as there's breath in your lungs, it's not too late. And as long as Jesus hasn't, Jesus hasn't come back, it's not too late. You can start fighting again. You can start building again. You can start allowing God to use you again. See, I want to challenge you to go back and to read the story about Noah. Amen. On your spare time, read chapters 6, 7, and 8. And read about the the life of Noah and what he did, what he went through, and how he stayed focused, how he kept his hand to the plow. Let me tell you something, it hasn't been easy. Daryl's been here longer than me. but Paul's been here way longer than me. (laughs) Come on, somebody. He's been serving God for a long time. And, you know, it don't, it don't always get easier. It don't always get easier, but how many know we got to stand firm? The Bible says that he who stands firm to the end shall be saved. It's not going to get easy. we got to keep preaching this, you know, tiptoe through the tulips gospel. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to fight. You're going to have to build. You're going to have to hold on to God. Each and every day. You're going to go through it. You're going to suffer hardship sometimes. And the worst is, the, the, the thing is, the worst is yet to come. But how we know as we stay focused on God, as we hold on to the Savior, as we walk righteously, as we walk in the things of God, is that God will see us through. Amen? Nothing could harm us eternally. We might go through things. We might go through, you know what, super hard, and we do. But I want to let you know that keep building. Don't give up building. Even though you can't see everything God has or is doing for you, you need to do it by faith. Noah couldn't see it. He just believed it. Noah couldn't see what the flood, he couldn't comprehend the, the flood. Huh? Some of you, you know what, I remember when, I remember a few years back, I was watching the news, and they had that earthquake by Japan. And I just, ha- I mean, I was, li- it was live, because they had the big earthquake on CNN, they were showing uh, that part of the country where the earthquake hit. And I was watching it, and then all of a sudden the tidal wave came, the water just came, and it wiped out everything. I mean, for miles, it just kept going, we're, we're watching it live. And it was taking buildings, cars, bridges, uh, the airport. People were on top of the airport. They had big buildings. People were up on the third floor. The water was almost up to the top. And the water just came. Could you imagine, you know, what the flood that came and that took out the earth? Amen. Spiritually speaking, there's another flood that's coming. Jesus is coming back. Could you imagine what it's going to be like when God comes back and he takes the church and he takes the Holy Spirit from the earth. You know you know how dark it's going to be? Huh? You can't feel the Spirit no more? It's going to get ugly. But how many know that it's up to you and I to impart into our family? It's up to you and I to believe by faith that Jesus will be back soon. So we can have the worship team go ahead and come up. And I want to just, you know, share that, you know what, don't give, don't give in to the spiritually careless attitude of the world. Don't give in to it. That was happening in the days of Noah. People were eating and drinking, partying, and doing these different things. And it's the same thing now. It's believing that, you know what, they're, Jesus ain't coming back. I'm here to warn you that you know what the time is now. We've gotta, you know what? We've gotta stay like a flint. We need to refocus. And we need to continue to put our hands to the plow and build. Continue to build for your family. The enemy's trying to get them. He's trying to get your kill your, your children and your loved ones. But you need to stay faithful. You need to keep fighting. The sons of God that were more morally pure people began to give into the spirit of the age, which was to marry women and marry many women that have relations and do all these different things. Why are they doing that today? Huh? Ain't the world trying to tell us today that everything's okay, everything's good, God loves everybody. There's no consequences. It's all about love. Not the kind of love that they're talking about. Go ahead and stand with me today. Just as Noah built a, a vessel that enabled his family to escape the judgment of God, Christ is building a vessel that will escape the judgment of God. And that's the church. That's what. The, well, that's why the church, see, some, you know, some people say, I don't need to go to church. Huh? And what they're saying is, I don't need to get in the boat. But I want to let you know today that now you know what? Man church is very vital and it's very important. It's a place where we build. It's a place where we learn. It's a place where we worship. It's a place where we grow in, the, in God, and we build for our family. I thank God for this church. I thank God for victory outreach. I thank God for the men of old for the men of God in the Bible that stuck it out. That's why we're here today. And if there's going to be people coming after us, you and I got to stay faithful. We got to stand our ground. And we got to keep pressing on. I know it gets hard. I know it gets difficult. But don't give up. You can do it. Maybe you've been slacking. Maybe you're not doing everything God has called you to do. Well, it's time to, you know what, to refocus. Pick that hammer back up. Pick the word of God back up. Get into prayer once again. Begin to go to life group or Bible study where you can learn and grow. Build relationships that will help you to stay strong. We'll help you to connect because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's trying to separate. We need to grow together. We need each other. We need each other. You alone, we're nothing. not going to accomplish much alone. And here in the church, we're not going to accomplish much unless we put our hands together to the plow and we keep on working for God. I believe in the end it's going to pay off big. And like Pastor Greg said, you know what? It's not always monetary. You know, we're always looking for monetary. Amen. I'm just blessed too that my my daughter saved, my son saved, my other daughter saved. My grandkids they are on their way already. Amen. You know, if we forget to pray, my granddaughter, she's 3 years old, she pray pray pray. We got to pray. And she'll tell, right? She'll tell, the kids to tell you, the little, the little ones, we need to, we need to pray. You're already, already invested in them. You're already putting the spirit of the living God inside of them. Maybe you're going through a dark time. Maybe the floodwaters are up to here in your neck. Financially. Maybe in your marriage. Well, I'm here to tell you, don't give up. Don't stop because God has something for you.